0: What's up everybody it's your favorite coach coach Vaughn and you are tuned in to the friend in your head podcast formerly known as the coach Vaughn podcast now yes it has a new name but it's still the same hard-hitting heart-to-heart show with honest discussions about all aspects of life Okay, love, relationships, all of that. You know how I do. One on one, from my mouth to your ears, I'm going to be dishing out practical advice for everyday life so we could get through this crazy journey on this earth together. So, are you ready? Are you ready to learn and grow and feel good and laugh and giggle and all of that? All right, well, let's go. One on one, baby, let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Friend in Your Head podcast, where I dish out practical advice for everyday life. I'm your favorite host and comedian, and most importantly, friend in your head, Von DiCarlo, a.k.a. Coach Vaughn. And Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and on TikTok, of course. At Von DiCarlo, use hashtag Coach Vaughn. And you can find links to everything that is me. I got a new website. It, well, it's the same website. It's been updated. All my domains are still the same. I know I drive you guys crazy, but I just purchase every domain. And I've just been trying to figure out what's easy, right? Because people spell Von Di Carlo in so many different ways and... And then people are like, oh, what is the name of the podcast again? Coach Vaughn or is it Friend in Your Head? And it, it's like, yeah, it's it's all of that. I have all of those domains. Vondicarlo.com, Friend in Your Head.com, CoachVaughn.com, CoachVaughnPodcast.com. I have a new one that I find to be super duper easy. How about this? FunnyVaughn.com. (laughs) So you could get links to everything that is me All my social media And my new upcoming Well it's not I can't say a debut album Because technically it's not an album If it's a mixtape right Because mixtapes are A mixture of songs And or artists If you're talking about music with features and stuff like that But we're talking about comedy Because it's me And my debut mixtape it's my first comedy, uh, recorded comedy project, and it is a comedy mixtape. I do believe I told the story before as to why it's a, a mix of my performances and not a full recorded album due to a COVID trying to shut a bitch down. I don't think so. <laughs> no. No. You gonna get this work? What? <laughs> okay, I'm I'm starting out corny, y'all. I'm tired. I had a long weekend, but it was productive. It was fun. I'm gonna tell you all about it. But yes, December eleventh, twenty twenty, I will be releasing a dragable offense comedy mixtape, volume one. You can pre-order it or pre-save it if you listen on a streaming network like uh, Spotify or Title or whatever. Uh, you can pre-order pre-save itunes whatever go to funnyvon.com and go ahead and click on a draggable fence a draggable offense comedy mixtape volume one and support and by the way not just me support all your favorite comedians support all your uh, favorite and local artists your local businesses we are in such a trying time right now people this pandemic uh is is crazy we're we're at a place where we're about to go into the red zone again and and shut down right now i'm new york based for those of you that are new to the podcast shout out to all my supporters my monthly supporters of the podcast you guys keep me motivated and going thank you for being my friend and my support system Uh, I appreciate people who have have screenshot my album to me that they've pre-ordered it and pre-saved it yes thank you I really appreciate the, the support it means more to people than what you would know so if you you know if you're gonna order I don't know if you're gonna order Red Lobster maybe take a look at your local neighborhood and see if you have a local seafood spot not to take anything away from red lobster because a lot of people work at red lobster and they need money too but you get what i'm saying try to spread the love around don't just keep whatever coins you have don't just keep them in one place spread the love you know if you got 20 to spend spend 10 in two places you feel me so I had a really good weekend. I have been in a house pretty much. Like I, I told you guys last week, I've only been going out. If I have a spot, if there's an outside show or a social distance venue in a large space uh, with good ventilation and all that good stuff happening, I'm just pretty much staying in the house and preparing myself for this, what they're calling a dark winter. But I don't like using these words that are designed to bring you down it's okay it's a hard time right now pandemic there's restrictions you really shouldn't be going to see family for thanksgiving this coming week and all of that and it's very hard on people people are dying people are starving it's a lot fucking happening so the last thing we need to do in my humble opinion, is use words that's going to cast even a bigger shadow of what we're already dealing with, right? So yeah, dark winter, don't like it. How about a light winter? Meaning uh, it's time to spread some love and light to yourself. If you listened to last week's podcast, um, that's great because you know where I'm going with this. If you didn't, um, maybe pause right now, Go listen to last week's episode and then come back right here in this spot and catch up because I think what what's happening right now is very important and I'm a weekend, uh, one week into my 42 days of growth. If you hear any rumbling that, like this right here, I have my notebook in front of me. I, I took a lot of notes this week while I'm working on my 42 days, my purpose driven life. And I took a lot of notes. And I said I would share with you guys my experience as I went along something I'm not used to. um, Because I like to speak publicly about things after I've already dealt with them. Or, you know, if you hear something in my stand up it's, it's absolutely something that I worked out before I even got it on stage. I'm not I'm not a comedian that necessarily wants to use the stage or my comedy as therapy. I I think I need well, I I do need therapy, but <laughs> I I feel like a a large portion of that work you have to do yourself before you present it to people especially uh, your comedy audience or your podcast audience or people that are listening to you for a giggle or some inspiration or just uh, to to be thought provoked or just to be entertained. I feel personally, it's my personal choice that I, it, it's kind of abusive to the audience if I'm coming out raw dogging it and not really have worked through some things. Now, there are so- certain circumstances where... I've heard many stories of different comedians that you know lost a family member like a mom or whatever. I believe Kevin Hart has a story about um the night he lost his mom. And don't quote me on it, I could be wrong. It could be the next day. I don't know, but the way I remember the story and I'm not googling it, but the way I remember the story is that um his mom passed and and he went and did like over an hour on stage. Would I do that? Quite possibly. Yes. There is some uh, sense of community, not only with uh, other comedians in the comedy world and family, but there's also a sense of community with comedy audiences, too. And and if there's a profound moment happening like that and you feel I need to do this, then I'm totally I'm. I'm super down for it and quite possibly would do that myself. I have not been in that position, so I cannot um, speak on what I would do in that particular moment. But I do applaud someone that has the strength to to go, hey, I'm going to... And I I don't know what that set was either. It could have just been a set, like a, a set that he was already working on, like material he already had going. Or it could have been material about his mom or just talking about his mom and getting it out. Who knows? I, I really don't know. But the point is, for the most part, material that I present to the world, whether it's stand-up on this podcast or, or what have you, it's, it's something that I've worked out personally to the point where I feel comfortable enough to share in a giggle about it or or whatever. So here we are in this pandemic and everyone's feeling a little vulnerable in some kind of way, especially me. I'm feeling vulnerable and, and lonely and tight in a lot of different ways. Uh, a lot of personal things happening in my life that I'm not gonna dare talk about right now at all because there are things, there are things that I haven't quite worked out yet you know so i'm not ready to talk about those things but the part that i can share is my growth in this lonely period and and how i'm working towards coming out of any dark spaces and and the first thing i'm going to do is stop listening to language and people saying things like dark winter this is going to be a long dark winter hard winter all of these things I'm like you know what we've been in this pandemic since March it's it's been a struggle it's been a a a moment of the carpet being pulled from under all of our feet at, at the same damn time but I will say this for myself and maybe you can relate maybe not this is a this is a huge moment but this is not The first time the carpet has been pulled from under my feet in my lifetime. I have dealt with a lot in my years and I don't plan on, you know, leaving earth anytime soon. I I do feel strongly in my soul that I'm going to have a long life. So tighten up, you know, get your strength up and pull yourself out of the dark winter and look at it as the light winter. How are you going to do that? Well, again, flipping pages here. My, I'm, I'm seven days into the purpose-driven life and I could tell you what it's already done for me in just realizing it's not about you. That's day one. It's not about you in any given situation. Meaning your focus has to be bigger than yourself, right? You can't help anyone if you can't help yourself. So you do have to have focus on yourself. But the selfish intents that overtake us in, in our lives and even sometimes in our goals, you have to really evaluate and ask yourself, what are you doing this for? What is your life purpose and why? And, you know, I, th- these this isn't a new philosophy to me. I've always known that, you know, you focus on God. You do. You, you, I do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, that is not an unfamiliar phrase to me. It may be to you. I'm not sure. I don't know your religion. This is also not necessarily um about religion, although I do believe in certain things that others may not. But it's a conversation, uh, a general conversation that the the idea that sometimes you are put into a struggle. Uh, I hate to say on purpose, but on purpose is not to hurt you, but to strengthen you. And your reaction to that moment or to that struggle is going to determine how you move forward or or not. You can move backwards. You could stay stagnant or you can move forward. And when you start to think how your time here on Earth is just a a very short time a temporary moment it's a test it's practice for your eternal life it makes sense to me as a as a parent when I think of of myself as a mother and how I used to always say you know it's very difficult as a mother to tell your child no you want to give your your kid everything you love to see your in in my case my daughter smile and and enjoy herself and and just eat whatever play whatever do whatever that's you that's you just love your kids so much you want to give them everything but if you are a parent that does that then you are technically failing your child. Like Trump's parents, for instance. <laughs> I should, you know what? I digress. I should totally even go back and erase that. I'm not making this about Trump. And that was a judgment. I take that back. Jesus help me. Lord Jesus help me. Let me get back to me and mine. The way I have to look at it is you fail your child if you don't prepare them to be an adult, right? So you have to teach them discipline and responsibility and and decision-making and, and consequences and all of these things that suck. Adulting sucks, right? But does it in terms of your preparation for an eternal life, if you believe in the afterlife? If you don't, this is going to be a hard episode for you, but maybe just stick through it and maybe you'll get something out of it. Um, but this is how I was looking at the tests and the struggles and the time that you have here on earth in terms of the the hard times that you face. If I reflect on my hard times, I always learned something, Already, I always got something out of it and I was able to take that knowledge into the next situation. And lo and behold, if I didn't learn a lesson and take that knowledge and, and know better, do better in the next situation, I would just be repeating it, which happened a lot with men, of course. But just like being a mother to your child and preparing them for adulthood, I would always say, look, my daughter is going to be a child on this earth for a short time. She's going to be an adult for much longer of her existence on earth. So it would be better to go ahead and start implementing discipline and consequences, responsibility and decision making and and uh, being accountable and all of these things that can prepare a child to be a productive citizen a a, a a kind adult all of these things it sucks because you know you just want to play you just want to play you just want to eat oreos all day you know and when you're a kid does it really matter no but when you you're an adult <laughs> hey do i have to tell y'all i know the age of my listeners so anyway, I'm seven days in. I am. I'm feeling great. One of the things that it is doing for me is it's getting me back on a, a schedule, like a, just a daily schedule of literally writing everything down. Just writing everything down, taking notes while I'm listening to the audio book, "The Purpose Driven Life," and. And then a uh, a full-blown to-do list. And I don't know why I fall off the bandwagon of to-do lists, y'all, but to-do lists always helps me get things done. I'm I'm a goal-driven person. So, you know, when I'm able to put a check mark next to a completed task of the day, it feels great. <laughs> I want to celebrate and eat an oreo but that's I don't eat an Oreo because that's part of the list literally on my list is intermittent fasting eat between 12 and eight y'all I am on I started my intermittent fasting after I started the book so I want to say I'm about four days strong on my intermittent fasting now I was not I've been trying to do intermittent fasting and and control my weight and my eating and my lonely eating and exercise and all of that for how long? Probably as long as you've been listening to this podcast. And I keep failing and failing and failing. Now that I have put myself on this regimen, I'm doing it. I'm absolutely doing it. What else is on that list? Uh, my daily to-do list starts with pray. Uh, listen to my uh, Purpose Driven Life audiobook. Um, I have my eating, eat, I have exercise on there. So I'm, I'm goal driven. I'm excited to, as corny as it may sound, to place a check mark next to my, um, When I complete something and then everything else that's on the list, you know, I'm take care of uh, make the phone calls for your mom's health care today. Write on your one woman show. Finish your stand up set. uh, Listen to your last set and and tighten X, Y and Z jokes like I'm writing everything down from things that you think you should write down and things that you think you shouldn't. And I have an actual notebook and you can hear actual pieces of paper flipping around. That is also, this is little, but it may be big because we take for granted certain things, right? I'm used to taking notes and doing everything off of my phone. Our faces are constantly in our phones and everybody is so ADD. If you open your phone to check an email... Instagram is going to pop up Twitter is going to pop up You're going to start reading an article About what's going on With the pandemic Then you're going to start worrying Then you're going to Google Does this vaccine really work (laughs) Vaccine really work Then you're going to uh, start reading About the Tuskegee Airmen And then you're going to start reading About racial injustice And you're going to be like What did I open my phone for (laughs) Uh, To check an email So one of the things that is keeping me on track with my to-do list is I took it out of my phone and put it in an actual notebook. I I take my bigger, my headline notes, I I use a Sharpie and then I use a pen for the the smaller notes, not the headlines, you know. And it's really helping me. I don't know if that's a little goofy tip that'll help you or not, but it is definitely helping me. Those are a, a couple of things I wanted to share that maybe you can use. And what else? Um, da, 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 da. I'm skimming through it. I'm not going to go through each day. That's That wasn't the, the purpose of what I wanted to do, wasn't to go through each and every day. Because a lot of it, your growth is personal. You don't necessarily have to do that. I just want to give you some tips on what is helping uh, strengthen me um, day five was a really good day where it, it's like okay, see, try seeing your life from God's view. That's that's a really good day, and because it, it makes you think about okay, how do I see my life, and how what is what is the image or metaphor that comes to mind when I'm thinking about my life, and how do how do I think I see my life versus? god's purpose for my life and just trying to figure out you know the age-old question why am i here right um and like i was saying you know life is a test we've heard all of these things a thousand times before but when you're really focusing your energy and concentrating on the meaning of things they start to really make sense it's like um when my fiance had passed away every, every cliche under the sun came to mind at the time uh, and in those moments you really got a sense of the deep meaning of things and that's how life happens you know we take for granted simple words you know very simple words that we hear all the time we take for granted the meaning of it so sometimes I just I I look up uh, the meaning of words that you think you don't need to look the meaning of words up you know just to keep uh, get a deeper spiritual understanding of things and make sure I'm not taking what I think something means because this is how I've always used this word in my culture and with my people and la-di-da-di-da versus, okay, what does, what does this word really mean? What is the dictionary definition? So I, I was kind of looking at it like that. Okay, well, what is the... How do I see my life versus how do I think God may see my life? And, um, that, that's been sparking some very interesting thoughts in, in my mind. Um, uh, let's see what else, what else did I want to share? Uh, ta-da, ta-da, da There was definitely something else I wanted to share. I'm just giving me a chance scrolling through, um, that at the end of each of the chapters, they give you questions to ponder. If you are going through these days with this book, I strongly suggest doing some type of concentration or meditating on those questions after listening and taking your notes of that chapter. Definitely take a moment to really think about that question And you don't have to have the answer to any and everything right in a moment, but just let it swirl around in your mind. You know what I mean? And I I think that one of the things that we also know and we hear a lot and forget about is um, you have to um, trust the process. We've heard that a thousand times. Right. Trust the process. Trust the process of whatever whatever you're doing, whatever goal, whatever, whatever, your career, relationship, whatever. And one of the things I came to terms with this past week wasn't just trusting the process. And for me, that means trusting God, but making peace with the process and contentment, learning to be content no matter Where you are, no matter what you're doing and no matter where you're at in the process, sometimes, you know, myself included, we all get very frustrated, anxious and have all this anxiety about hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. I want it now, now, now. But you might not be ready for it now, now, now. We wanted a vaccine in March when when we had the first shutdown. But. You know, vaccines don't just pop up. It's a process, right? And now we're on the brink of a, a, you know, come first quarter, they're going to start distributing vaccine for the coronavirus to essential workers and high-risk people, et cetera, et cetera. So probably around this time next year, we'll be even closer back to a normal life. But will we ever be normal again? I think not. I think not one. I'm probably going to wear a mask for the rest of my life. Who knows? I don't know if I'm going to be in first. I definitely am not going to be first in line for the vaccine. Got to see what happens. Um, But, you know, if I'm if if I have it and I'm like on a ventilator or about to be on a ventilator, it's like, yeah, plug me up with it. We don't know until we know. Right. We don't know what we're going to do until we're in the moment. And one thing that I know about my life and that. I could say 100% with confidence is even in my darkest moments, there was some light, you know, and that's where my hashtag came from. Stay in the light, stay in the light. I don't care how small that light was. At the end of the tunnel, I could always see it. I could always see it. It was never, ever, ever complete darkness. And trust me, y'all, I have been through some shit. Why do you think I'm a stand up comedian? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to take a quick break. I need something to drink. My mouth is getting dry. I've been running my mouth for a long time. I'll be right back. It is time to ask Coach Vaughn. Wow, today's question is really rubbing me the wrong way. I I think there's a certain level of selfishness happening just in general in the world, but really it's just running rampant right now. Y'all, we got to do better. So this person is saying that she decided not to go home to do the responsible thing like they're saying. She's not going to go home for Thanksgiving this year because of COVID restrictions and she just doesn't want to risk getting anyone in her family sick by traveling She lives here in New York, and her family lives down south. So she's going to stay home, but her roommate is from here and is inviting her family to their apartment, not house, for Thanksgiving. She's saying, "I, I really think that this is unfair and inconsiderate. What should I do? Wow that first of all there's so many questions like why is your family coming over to your apartment I well it is New York so her family may not live in a house either maybe they her family grew up in apartments their whole life and there it's not like a big big family house or anything but it just seems to me that if you are inviting your family over and you have a roommate that's not going home for Thanksgiving on one end that's great because you're like hey you could just be a part of my family and our dinner and by the way they're coming to the house but on the other hand it's like wow that's really rude and inconsiderate because apparently uh apparently I feel the need to be extra cautious i don't know she she didn't specify if she had underlining conditions or if she was medically since sens- <clears throat> medically sensitive in any kind of way and that's why she's staying home or staying away but the only thing i could tell you sweetheart is wow that's that's a tough one and i feel for you but if you are medically sensitive if you are um have have a lot of anxiety and vulnerable in any way, then you're just gonna have to stay in your room. I, I I know it may feel it may feel like you're being rude and you're not coming out of your room and stuff like that, but so just stay in your room. Keep your window open, and uh, hopefully you guys don't share a bedroom. Hopefully it's like a two-bedroom apartment, and and they'll all just be um, in the house for a couple of hours and and then they'll be gone. But uh, yeah, I do agree. That is rude and insensitive. But I wasn't in the conversation. Maybe she doesn't see it that way. So maybe there's still a few days before Thanksgiving. It's still a chance to sit down, take the ego out of it, take the anger out of it, and just have a very, very soft heart-to-heart as to why this is bothering you. And then if she's like, fuck it, I don't care, then you probably have a roommate that voted for Trump. I don't know. Maybe you should move. But for right now, I know you probably can't. Everything is sensitive. Money is tight. Um, At least you're not going to be completely alone. Um, Whether or not that makes you feel better or not, I don't know. But the the specific advice I have for you is, one, do your best to have a quick heart-to-heart with her. And if she is still insisting on having her family over, and I'm guessing making you a part of it so that you are you don't feel alone. That's a sweet gesture. It may be a little passive aggressive and kind of like a backhanded invitation. Like this is an insult and a compliment at the same damn time. All you could do if she still does it because she pays half the rent, it's her place too. Um, you guys should have a system where you have to agree on certain things for as, as far as company goes. Um, especially overnight guests and, and things like that, especially during COVID, you guys should really have a system in place that uh, would make these decisions uh, less like less personal. So you're not taking it personal. It's like, hey, it's just a rule of the house or COVID rules. It doesn't sound like you have that. So all that you could do is try to have the heart to heart, and if that doesn't work, stay in your room, stay, stay masked, you know, mask up, and. And I'll send out a few prayers for you as well. Yeah. So welcome back to the Friend in Your Head podcast. Thank you for listening to me, guys. You know, you like I said, you keep me going. You really do keep me going. And I really was going in that first segment. I <laughs> was losing my... Uh, my my moisture in my mouth so thank you for allowing me to take a quick break to get a little sip sip i actually i went i had a few shows this past weekend shout out to uh dave temple i did a couple of road gigs with him uh we drove out to pennsylvania and and deep part of little jersey uh it it was a, a show in pennsylvania um on friday and then saturday two shows in in this spot in jersey they were all dope shows they were very safe and i was very grateful to one be out of the house and and two to be doing stand-up um at this time is incredibly priceless and i cherish any moment that i have doing it and the the first show Uh, That I did on Friday, I actually because, you know, I have my allergies and I have the nasal drip and it starts to um, I get that little tickle in my throat and and chest that little you could feel literally the sign your sinuses dripping down. Uh, the nasal drip dripping down into your lungs and then I start coughing and I need my asthma pump because it triggers like asthmatic attacks and then I'm like (laughs) so I keep a a bottle of water very close by so (laughs) first show I'm on stage I'm about maybe five to seven minutes into a 20 minute set and I forgot to bring water on stage with me and I'm talking and it just started to dry up in the, in the cough, the nasal drip started hitting the back of my throat, <clears> throat> and I started coughing. I felt so bad. I'm like, Hey guys, listen, I, it's, this is not COVID. This is allergies. And you can just feel people looking at me like, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> You dying right in front of us. And I'm like, well, maybe, but not from COVID. It's from my stupid allergies that have progressively gotten bad, gotten worse and worse and worse over the years since I think I think I want to say in my early 30s, I started experiencing seasonal allergies. And then it went from seasonal allergies to pet allergies, from pet allergies to dust allergies to insects to bitch you just allergic to breathing you you are allergic to air can you live and not breathe (laughs) Q jordan sparks tell me how can i breathe with no air (laughs) but yeah and you just get older and older and older and these things start to get to you a bit and it's like no I am not gonna let this little cough, this little tickle ruin this twenty-minute love of my life set that I'm having right here. I was having a good time, and thank God I'm a, I'm a, you know at a level in my uh, stand-up comedy skills and ability to even handle a moment like that because that could like fuck your whole setup, and then it's it's it could be. If you don't have the skill set to do it or if you don't, you know, have the experience to do it and work your way out of that moment and back into your your set, it, it could it could have been a long 20 minutes. But it was not it was a fun, 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 fun time. I had a great time at a great set uh, and uh, Dave, you know, got me some water on set and then I just continued on and. And, you know, made a couple of little jokey jokes while I was sippy sipping and comforting people that we not going to die. Well, at least I'm not. Y- 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 y'all, you know, I don't know if y'all wear y'all masks in public or night or y'all raw dogging out in the world all over people breathing on people. Don't be breathing on me because I know this is allergies. <laughs> I don't know what you got. But anyway, um, it's just we we are all if 2020 and this pandemic has not taught us anything um, this pandemic has really revealed our vulnerabilities not just our physical vulnerabilities but our emotional and and mental vulnerabilities. I I know two I know of I should say two people that have committed suicide. Uh, one I know, through comedy, uh, family, good people that are comedians. This person was a a comic. Um, And someone in my personal life of of a friend of my family member's, I believe son, passed away um, due to self-inflicted suicide. And we are all just in this space right now where we are all so vulnerable and that's why i i told myself i am not i don't care what the news says i don't care what you say i am not about to go through a dark winter i am about to go through a light winter and i am going to be content in the process of not only my career and my personal life and being alone and and a single woman and and, you know, whatever uh, trouble I am having in any of my personal relationships, be it family or friends and, and comedian friends and, and, and uh, uh, career woes and whatever is going on in my life, I am going to be content in the process of understanding that God has yet put me through anything in my life that he did not bring me out of. And it, I have to be a willing participant in my progress. You are not going to just sit there and receive anything. You have to be, you have to participate in your blessings. God is not a genie. You, you don't rub the bottle and like, hey, God, uh, make me not fat. No, you you eating those donuts, Vaughn. <laughs> So what you have been forgetting is that when you have these weak moments and you do want to eat out of, you know, your lonely eating moments, because that's your comfort food, that's your company, that's your enjoyment. You forgot that when you are telling yourself to stop and you feel like you can't, you forgot to insert Jesus. You forgot to say, I could do all things, right? And uh, all things means all things that, that includes That includes stuff that that's tough, not just um, some people like saying I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me by, you know, like because they're hyping themselves up to uh, go on stage or do something or whatever. But don't forget to insert Jesus in those moments those i can do all things if god gives me the strength right you got to insert him in those moments where you you have to go hey i i'm going to eat this donut and then let me—it's like all right. Let me pause. Let me have this talk. Let me have a Jesus talk. <laughs> let me have a Jesus cookie. Give me a cookie, Jesus, through my spiritual being. Can you please satisfy my taste buds with my taste buds within my soul? And, and bring me on the other, other side of this temptation, Lord, of this cookie and these donuts and, and this pizza. And I'm getting hungry. Why am I doing this to myself? Let me, I digress. I always digress. <laughs> and it always has something to do with food. That's my current struggle right now, right? Because I, I have cuddled up with food for quite a long time. And if you are a, a, a listener of this podcast, then you know that is true. That is, you know, I have been um going through some things and then I have my strong moments I have my weak moments I have my up moments I have my down moments and that is life nobody is exempt from life so it's okay it's okay to have those up moments and those down moments what's not okay is for you to just sit there and you just have to realize or at least I'm realizing more and more every day that the down moments are just as much a part of my Uh, development of my character not just for my time here on earth but my eternal life and like I was saying earlier in the podcast if you look at it like hey uh, you were a child on this earth for a short time you're an adult if your lifespan is 80 years to 100 years you are an adult on this earth. If you live to be a hundred, you you were on earth as an adult for over 80 years, basically. You were a child for a very, very, very short time. So as I'm learning, as I'm going through my daily exercises with the um audiobook, Purpose Driven Life, I'm I'm really letting that sink in. Like your time here is beautiful and valuable but it's limited this is not the end of your story the this is the test for your eternal life and that's a beautiful thing so it it helps you or it it helps me to have peace of mind in trusting and being content in the process of of the character building that I am. Now, for whatever reason God chose uh, comedy for me, He chose this path of being a a, a funny person, a, a person with a a, a certain unique perspective, a uh, 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 what I believe to be a good listener and and a nurturing, uh, motherly, type person to other people to want to listen and 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 be excited to share because that's really drives me is to be able to share if I find something funny no matter how dark quote unquote somebody might think the joke may be if I find something funny I feel like someone else is going to find it funny and that's going to bring them joy how fucking great is that right And even it's the icing on the cake. If it's something funny and thought provoking. Wow, you did that. Look at you. Okay. All right. How can you be mad at that? So and I don't think that this is all that I am. You know, I have a a lot. I have a long, long resume y'all personally and professionally. And I think that everything that I've been through in my life is just pulling together. I can see it pulling together. And it's hard. The anxiety of it, it's not being where you want to be in your personal life or your professional life, especially when you have those up and down moments, both both personally and professionally, where, wow, you think you got it. This is it. This is my relationship. This is who I'm going to be with. This is my husband. Boom. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're alone again you are alone again. Or, wow, this is it. I got a TV show. And then you do the TV show, you make your appearance, you do a great job, and you're like, this is it. And then you you're like, hello? You're looking at your phone, like, is this thing on? <laughs> but all of these things, I'm just watching it in my own life just pull together and I could remember uh, one little thing I learned uh, in the early 2000s, that I'm applying to things that I do today. So life is really magical when you look at it like that. And I I'm pretty sure this pandemic and and this time we're all living in is a very unique time, but it is not the first time that you have been through something difficult. This is not the first time you've felt, isolated in your life maybe not for this long but it's not the first time you felt lonely it's not the first time you've felt vulnerable I was having a conversation on the road uh with DT uh Dave Temple um when we were I don't know if we were on our way to the gig or on our way back but we had stopped to get gas and um it was at night so yeah it was dark so it was probably on our way back and he went he was going to go in to the store to get whatever whatever and i was sitting in a car and i was just like yeah can you hurry up you know come back or whatever he was like girl ain't not gonna happen to you out here what you think the the gas the 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 man pumping the gas is gonna is gonna get you you know and then we had that conversation because yeah you know what men men don't they're they they don't have the same vulnerabilities as a woman so they don't think in terms of some of the things that could possibly happen and sure nothing's going to happen for the most part but women have a certain vulnerability that men don't have like there's a certain presence that a man has when he walks in a room just because he's a man right if um uh, for instance if i went into the the store and and dave was waiting in a car it wouldn't have crossed his mind like uh you want to hurry up cuz uh i'm kind of scared out here in the dark on the road uh by myself out here with this strange dude pumping gas you know can you, it, it would never cross his mind as a man if i was the one that went into the store because the the fact is Men have a certain uh, presence and respect that they get from the door. Meaning, if that guy at the that's pumping the gas wanted to start some shit with Dave, he know he got to go toe-to-toe with this dude, right? And then you could get into the argument where, you know, uh if because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Dave Temple but follow him on Instagram it's a very funny comic um and I wish you know I should maybe have him on a guest on uh IG live or something I did one of his shows he has a show on IG live called um uh what is it unpopular opinions that's what it is and um maybe i could go on his show and have this discussion and do it on my ig live as well um no promises made but the the basically what i'm saying is he i'm trying to describe him to you you could just go look at him on instagram but he's a tall dude black dude you know he's not uh he's not scary looking but if you're if you're a dude about to start some shit with a dude, you might think twice. I mean, Dave is over six foot something. You you know you're going to be up for a fight if you are going to start some shit with him, right? And you can make that argument that every man doesn't have the same respect of, of a presence in those situations because some men are smaller. I get that. But I want to stick to the just the male-female uh, Idea of what I'm saying to get my point across, which is uh, most men aren't going to have that thought. Even if you're five foot seven, you're not thinking, hey, Vaughn, hurry up uh, in the store. Don't leave me outside in the dark on the highway in this gas station by myself too long. Um, I'm carrying around all this. (laughs) wop. You know, a dude's not going to have that perspective and if if the if the dude at the gas station is waiting for a moment to do something for a for to a woman or whatever or just even start shit because he had kind of an aggressive attitude when we pulled up so he was already making me a little uneasy and that's why I'm like I'm not necessarily saying he gonna snatch me up and rape me in a trunk and pull off and dump me in a river while that's quite possible because this is the world we live in that's not I that wasn't my thought it was just like look This dude was a little aggressive. Pull your car over here, blah, blah, blah. And and we were in Jersey. So Jersey is all full service. You can't pump your own gas in Jersey. So he was being a little too, you know, security guard cop about his job, like taking it too seriously, like exercising his (laughs) power as a, a guy that's pumping gas and directing the cars into what lane he wants you to be in. So that's where that energy came from. Like, yo, this guy is kind of funky. It's less likely that he's going to be funky with Dave than than with me. Because, you know, if I square up with him, he ain't got to do much to knock me out, right? I'm squaring up with this dude. So you guys get what I'm saying. But some men, I think, miss that vulnerability that women have. Um, it's almost like trying to explain white privilege to a white person that's like I'm poor I I don't have privilege what are you talking about it's like no uh, it, we're not necessarily talking about money here when you hear the word privilege we're talking about the fact that because of your white skin there are a set of rules that don't apply to you like you're not going to be nervous driving down the street in your car Unless, like you, your argument is unless I'm actually doing something wrong, I don't think the police are, they're not going to do anything to me. Um, Well, that's your experience as a white person. That is your white privilege. You don't even have to think about it. And you just have it. Your presence as a white person grants you a certain amount of um, respect and privilege. That you don't even see. It's just been there your whole life, and that's why it's hard for some to see it. So with some men, it's hard for them to understand. Like, why are women always so paranoid? You put fifty locks on the door, then you look out the peephole, and then you look out the window, and then you you lock this door and you lock in that door. It's like, what? Calm down. It's like, well, you know, walking around with all this good wop. <laughs> I don't know why I said that twice. Um, But anyway, you get my point. We're all feeling um, a bit vulnerable these days for our own reasons. Nobody's struggle is better than anybody else's struggle. God designed you the way you are for a reason. White, black, male, female, somewhere in between of all of that. You are who you are because God, has a purpose for your life. And it's, it's, you're not just gonna, like I said, you have to be a willing participant in your success here on earth and in your, uh, uh, your eternal life to come. So why not just do whatever it, it takes to stay in the light. That's what I'm trying to do. And I, like I said, I'm seven days into the audio book. I'm going to Try and keep talking to you guys as I develop through this journey. I have, um, I feel very positive and uh, very accomplished about my past seven days. Like I said, I have kept a strict schedule, I've been keeping to it. I feel I, like I've got a lot of work done that I probably would have procrastinated over if I didn't do it, if I wasn't doing this. And I've also stuck to my intermittent fasting four days straight, 12 to eight. That's my eating time frame. And every time I talk about food, I feel hungry. But I'm like, no, that is a trick and a lie. Because what I tell you guys, at 801, I'm starving. I'm absolutely starving until 1159. And then at 12 o'clock, when I'm ready to eat, I'm like, all right, what am I going to eat? Okay, like, I'm not even... Between 12 and eight, I just eat regular. It's not, I I get full faster. Food is becoming less and less and less of a big deal. And I'm just, it's, I'm teaching myself and reminding myself, which all of this is, because everything that I'm writing down and I'm learning, all the stuff that I talked about today, this is stuff that I've already known. You know, this, none of this is, it's not new. You know, none none of this is unprecedented in my mind. I know all of this, but you have to practice doing it. You have to stay strong. It's just like going to the gym. Yeah, I know how to lift weights, but if I don't lift weights, my arms aren't going to stay in shape just because I know how to do it. I have to actually do it. So I'm actually exercising all the things that I already know. I'm learning more and more about myself and i'm feeling great i am going to stick out this um lonely heart or whatever you want to call it during this isolated time of this second wave of a lockdown we're on and i i appreciate that um, and moving forward, we as a society have more knowledge about what to do. I am happy that they do have a vaccine coming. I am skeptical, just like everyone else and nervous, but I am going to be content in whatever happens, good or bad, sick or healthy, happy or sad. I'm going to be content in knowing Like I've said a million times on this podcast, nothing stays bad forever. Nothing stays good forever. Life happens somewhere in the middle. In this moment, what's happening in this moment? You're just listening to my voice, right? You got all these other anxieties and and thoughts that's trying to distract you from this minute. If you take a look around in this minute, this moment that you're in right now, everything is okay. Be content with that live and breathe in the in each moment and everything will be okay everything will be okay thank you so much for tuning in and being my friend thank you uh for supporting everything that i do please go to funnyvon v-o-n funnyvon.com support me on social media follow me like all my stuff watch my videos la-di-da-di-da and most importantly get my album it's coming out december 11th, a Dragable Offense comedy mixtape, volume one. If you want to uh, have me all to yourself, you can also go to funnyvon.com and look for Ask Coach Vaughn one on one and sign up for a one on one and send me your personal questions and it'll just be between me and you and you'll get a video response from me um, and that's how we do that again a draggable offense comedy mixtape volume one I need you guys to make it do what it do I'm very proud of that project I'm excited about you hearing it and getting some giggles and it, it's such a a unique project for me I'm I'm so blessed that out of COVID I've had so many blessings and ideas and this is one of them and i i hope that you guys embrace it the way i think you will tell a friend to tell a friend it's coming out right before christmas gift it to someone give give the gift of laughter december 11th a dragable offense comedy mixtape volume one Uh, funnyvon.com for links to everything that is me. Again, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being my friend, Coach Vaughn. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Coach Vaughn Podcast and be sure to follow me on social media at Vaughn DiCarlo on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find all my links to my comedy shows and my other podcasts, the Grown As Fuck Podcast at grownafcomedy.com. Don't forget to leave me a voice message and tell me all your grown as fuck gripes. Go to grownafcomedy.com right now. See ya.